past 70 plus episodes, we've had on art directors, copywriters, media planners, account managers, PR executives, students, freelancers, and CEOs. Today, we have on Austin Navikis. His role is unique to those previously listed. He is a content creator at Energy BBDO here in Chicago. Energy is a full service creative agency, a part of the BBDO family, and is known for its agile creativity and their heartwarming extra gum commercials that will have you almost in tears. Now, I knew Austin in college as we are part of the same advertising program. His brand is powerful, precise, and unique. He was, is, and will be known to me as one of the most talented content creators. Always in a computer lab, carrying a camera, or looking stylish with his Thursday boots, Austin tells us the importance of figuring out your brand, then executing in a way to get your dream job that aligns with it. Look, content is everywhere, and if you're listening to this, you understand the importance of consistently good content. So to see that, visit Austin's website, see his amazing vertical videos, and his hand-picked list of top creators you should follow for inspiration. To see all that, head to our Instagram at enteringad. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I am your accomplice, Gino Shelfer. Kick it, Mikey. Austin Navikis, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing tonight? Good to see you. I know. Good to see you, Gino. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I have a nice little glass of bourbon sitting next to me. Um, Good. And I'm ready to go. I'm excited. So let's do this. Okay. Well, we're good friends. We um, both graduated from University of Illinois. Uh, you gra- When did you graduate? I just graduated this May. So May of 2020. This May. And I was May of 2020. So a lot went, a lot went on from that whole year span and you're doing okay. You got through, you graduated, you have a job. So we're going to, we're going to throw this back earlier episodes. I interviewed a lot of people that were recent, recent grads. So it's good to throw back to my roots and it's good to have you on because you're a content creator at energy BBDO in Chicago, Illinois. We're going to talk about that because I always remembered in college, you were super involved in our AAF. And you were like this personal branding guru, wizard on with editing and taking videos, content creation, literally like the perfect job for you. So let's break that down and how you got there. What is a content creator? Yeah, um, a content creator is really somebody that makes any kind of content that lands, I would say, on digital or social platforms. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I'm making um, anything from graphics to GIFs. Uh, videos, reels, uh, stories that land on, uh, I mean, Giphy, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, like, you know, pretty much any social platform. So, so are you a social media, like content creator? Are you in social media or can uh, it span beyond that? Yeah, no. So, um, I work with a, uh, a social team, uh, specifically the, the client that I work on is champion at energy BBDO. 
Um, and we have a team that, uh, yeah, we, we work on um, kind of different executions for champion social media platforms. Um, so they come to me uh, with, I would say anywhere from like three or like seven projects a week. Uh, sometimes it'll be like day of. Um, mm. And yeah, it's, I mean, all, all kinds of, it could be ads, it could be, um, you know, like Instagram reels. It's, it's really like anything that they ask for, I, I make. So really. Yep. What what are, so what else what else could they ask you to make so like videos uh, Instagram posts you can do it all on the spot like this you can do anything um I try to I mean uh, pretty much I figure out a way uh, to make anything they ask for so my my first um, thing that went to market um, was uh, gifts that went on Giphy so that people can use them hmm. on their like Instagram stories and stuff like that okay um you know, what I mean, can I type in to look at that. Like champion um, shoes? Um, if you just go on like champion or if you go on like Giphy, you can look up champion hmm. um, and, and find their page and it has we, some gifts on there. We can talk a whole podcast episode from like how champion made the comeback that they did. I don't know how they did it. I remember growing up like champion was like this loser brand that you couldn't really rep because it was like cheap and like not cool. But now it's like it took a complete 180. It's like this cool like fashion influencer brand that like some really popular people are wearing and like it's just become generally accepted. Like, do you remember that when it like back in the day, it wasn't like that cool? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I definitely remember that. Like walking into like, I don't know, Kohl's when I was in like, oh, sure. And my mom would like try to like give me that. I was like, no, um, I can't. I can't wear a champion. And now I'm like, I don't mind that. I'll wear that. Absolutely. Yeah. How did that happen? Do you know, like, do you have any insight on that? Do you bring that up to like your team? Cause it's crazy to me, the comeback. Um, honestly, like I have not asked that yet. Like since I have started, I started the Monday after I graduated in mm. May and it's just kind of been like hit the ground running. Right. You have no time to, <laughs> you're, you're yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing seven projects a week. That's one a day. Right. Um, yeah. or more than one a day, five days a week. Um, wow. So that's, I would be interested if you can get back to us, you know, maybe we can have a follow up, but on how that brand who led the charge on that, was it energy? Was it another company? Cause that that's intriguing to me, but enough about champion. Let's bring it back to you because you're a content creator. You just graduated from the university of Illinois at Urbana champaign, and you got a job the Monday after you graduated. So the whole point of this podcast is everybody kind of wants to be in your shoes. And we can talk about the boot company that you work for in your shoes uh, as well in this podcast because that's really cool. But let's let's get it back. How did you know like you wanted to study advertising? Did you study advertising is my first question. And how did you discover this route? Yeah, so um, I did come in as an ad major, which is pretty uncommon. Mm -hmm. I heard you say on a podcast that one third of uh, advertising graduates at U of I are direct admit. So mm -hmm. uh, I would be in that one third. Um, but yeah, I just kind of stuck with it and loved it. Originally I applied, um, for like marketing and, and business administration management, stuff like that. that um, and yeah. And advertising was my second option and it, okay. um, yeah, I got denied, but I ended up loving it. Steve Hall, um, who is the first professor you have at U of I, I feel like he sells everybody on the program. So yeah, he's good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess like taking it back when I was a kid, 
Um, I I remember the first like two videos I watched on YouTube. Um, they were Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston and Crank Debt by Soldier Boy. Oh, those are good. Yeah, in like the second grade. And uh, it's like since then, I've just been so fascinated with YouTube. Growing up, I wanted to be like a creator. And the thought of being a YouTuber was just the coolest thing ever to me. Still is. Yeah. Um, I just never like knew what my niche would be to kind of apply that to YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of always like a passion that I wanted to pursue. Um, come high school, I um, I joined uh, this class is called Media Studies, and we basically produced the news for our high school. And our teacher let us make really any kind of videos that were high quality enough to make it on the news. So we made basically spec ads, like highlight reels for sporting events. Hmm. Um, editorial pieces there was even some like vlog type videos on there what um, was your role in that uh, i mean we really did everything so yeah. that was my first experience um, using a camera to take pictures and videos mm-hmm. um, i also did editing i was an anchor on that i produced some shows so i really got to have my hands on lots of different stuff there okay so it started off early and that's good because not a lot of people know early on what they want to do or the route that they want to go some people like don't even know that still, you know, later in their life and that's okay. But it's always nice when you have that path kind of like kind of figured out early on. So you went all you like you went to U of I, you kind of went in all went all in on like this content creation realm whether you knew that was a career path or not. Yeah, um my freshman year I ended up joining AAF at Illinois. Um and for anybody listening that didn't go to Illinois, basically AAF at Illinois is broken up into like subcommittees. And the one that I joined was for media production um, called Control V. And that was kind of, that's where I really got direction and experience that kind of catapulted me um, into my career today. So, yeah. And you were really good at it. You were like the president of that subcommittee. You were like top dog in that and you were really good. I remember coming to you a lot for help with videos from my subcommittee. Um, so you definitely have a lot of credibility and it's, I'm glad that you found, I mean, I always thought you, you knew early on, like you always had your shit together early on. Um, and that was really cool. Like even your personal branding. And I want to bring this up because as we're giving advice to students, and while you're on the podcast is to help students break in and follow a similar path as you, or they can be inspired by it. I think from the get go from when I, when you were on my radar was cause you were really good at personal branding. You had a good website, your socials clean. And it's just seems like all, it all kind of fit well together. Your LinkedIn, all these different parts of your, your social, your Google search all kind of lined up together. So speak to your personal branding. I mean, uh, and how you kind of, made it so clean and so consistent yeah so um i feel like i I could walk up to anybody on campus and they would know me as like um like social media guy or photo guy or Mm -hmm. clothing guy right you always had a camera yeah you know like that's what people always knew me for and that's a brand yeah no and uh to your good one I, i worked very hard to to like figure out what my kind of style and aesthetic was. Um, I, I don't think people need to be as like anal about it as I am, but literally everything I like from the music I listen to, to the clothes I wear, to like the color palette that I use on my Instagram, 
um, and my website, it it's like everything is very like cohesive. Um, and mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think listening to kind of like older um, like mentors in AAF, um, the business fraternity I was in and like professors, you know, everyone was really drilling like personal branding. And I, I took that to heart. Um, you know, I kind of cleaned up my appearance. I, um, really worked on my resume. I put so many hours into my website, uh, and it went through so many iterations before I actually launched it. So what um, do you use for your website? WordPress? No, I use Wix. Um, I think okay. Wix and Squarespace are both really good options. What's it called? Let the people know. Uh, AustinNav.com. Pretty simple. Okay. We'll, we'll link it, but AustinNav.com. Simple. And how was that process? So you put a lot of hours in it. Maybe you could probably get a simpler website and not take as long as you, but you wanted, you were kind of like a perfectionist. You're, you know, it seems like it, but you can probably get a website going in less than 20 hours, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it really isn't that hard to get your work on there, uh, especially like videos. You can just have a page full of videos um, or, or pictures. Um, but for me, I modeled my website off of an agency's website that I really like, which is Wolfgang LA. And um, so I kind of treat everything like a project. You go in, it gives like background on the company, mm -hmm. like what the project was, what the results were, if I can like obtain those. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they're just talking to professors. Like that was a really smart way to go about it. Um, and uh, even recruiters said they would, or recruiters, people I would network with, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they would look at my website and say like, this looks like an agency's website. Um, so I think that's a great tip for anyone building an online portfolio um, to treat it like you're an agency and not so much like a person, if that makes sense. I like that a lot. Interesting. So you could model it off. Like you said, you model it off one of the agencies you really respected. That's legal. You're not stealing their content is, you know, you, you could take everybody, all art and creative is inspired, right? So that's yeah. legal and that's encouraged. Yeah, no, that's, um, I think at this point there's like no original ideas. Everything's derivative of something. Um, and definitely, mm -hmm. you know, changed it up quite a bit, um, since yeah. the original version, but, um, no, I think that's a great idea to just find some, uh, portfolios or, or agencies you really like and kind of start there. Yeah. So, so how would you describe your personal brand? Like, um, up in college and up to now, like where are you at now in your recent grad life? Are you imposter syndrome? Are you confident? Like, what do you got? Uh, you know, I think in just like listening to, uh, to this podcast and lots of videos, you know, I think nobody has it figured out. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like, that's perfectly okay. I find myself like, if I don't know things, I, I figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. I'm learning like every day at work and like everything that I have made pretty much has gone to market. So I'm like, That's I must good. be doing something right. Um, right. And, and my boss and the people I work with have been so supportive. So, um, mm -hmm. there's definitely moments where I'm like concerned, but I always figure it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's peel it back a little bit. So what what I've learned so far was you kind of were you kind of worked yourself backwards. You kind of knew what you were you wanted to get into early on, whether you knew the exact title or not. 
basically in high school you had a pretty decent idea so you're really lucky and fortunate for that but then you worked your ass off you like you you worked hard in college you had a very reputable like good brand you were the camera guy social media editing producer you were that guy you're the creator yeah I mean, um, I, and then yeah. and then you got i know the, i think your connection is a little iffy right now um but then then you were really good and really involved in the in the college program aaf in, in the rso and you went all in on that you did really well as well did you have internships what else was in that mix yeah so i guess i would say that my first kind of i think the best way to say it. so basically i rushed a business fraternity um my sophomore year and i started making videos for them someone else's organization um like asked me to make a, a video for a different organization and that turned into my first paid gig. Um, okay. From there, I started freelancing a lot. Um, and I, yeah, I was having a hard time finding internships. Um, and so my, uh, a professor that I had, Steve Raquel, who I know you had on mm -hmm. this podcast, um, he mm -hmm. told me to like just pitch a video or videos to the company I was working at, um, which was basically like a public utilities place back home. I was just like mowing lawns. Um, mm -hmm for the most part, but he's like, pitch a video to them and, and see if they like it. So that's what I ended up doing. And um, they loved it. And they ended up offering me basically a social media internship. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a great, like, piece of advice that we can get to later. But um, if you don't see opportunities, make them for yourself. I think that's something anybody can take. Um, but yeah, so that turned into a social media internship where I was doing like some content strategy, like managing Facebook um, and making content for that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I also uh, interned for Thursday Boot Company, um, which is a, a, like shoe and leather goods company out of New York. And um, that kind of started with, I, I owned a few pairs of boots. I was really into menswear. Uh, I still kind of am, but um I owned a few pairs of their boots and I ended up becoming a college ambassador for them. And I was killing it. I was making like really creative content kind of, you know, outside of the box from what they normally do. And um, they kind of came to me for some side projects. Of course I said yes. And they, they loved it. And I was like, is there anything else that I can do for you? And they ended up offering me a content internship with them. Nice. And, yeah. So that's what I did after my junior year. Um, and I did that all the way through senior year as well. Uh, and I did still you get some cool there. boots. Oh, dude, I have pull them up. All right. Hold on. Give me one sec. We're going to put this on the social. So while he's pulling these up, obviously, if you're just listening, you can't see the boots. But if you go to our Instagram at entering ad, you can see these boots now. Let's pull them up. I mean, I have like these are my favorite ones. Some combat. Wow. Boots. I mean, I have so many pairs of boots, man. I tell you what, like. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I have like maybe twelve pairs of boots. They're nice. Last year, what size do you wear? I think these are like a nine and a half, maybe. Okay. Um, do you need do you bring up? You bring up a really interesting point, and you are probably one of the most hireable people on the planet because every single company needs somebody doing social media, and not only that, understanding social media. Every Gen Zer 
kind of understands the social norms. You're not going to be able to post three in-feed posts a day, right? That's weird. You're not going to post 100 snap stories per day unless it's somebody's birthday. We all know those people. But you can actually create the content and create it super well. So this is a really interesting position. And if anybody that's interested in advertising out there is not sure they're going to break into like copywriting or art direction, this is a really interesting path. If you're good at editing and you can make the videos and you can take the good photos, this is a really inspiring stuff because anybody, any business you go to and you have a pre-made video that you show that looks amazing, that's kind of like with their content, they're going to want you and they're going to pay you in some way, shape or form. Yeah, no, that's um, that's that's one thing that I talked about with my bosses, um, a little bit after they hired me, and you know, and that was that I really, I noticed that vertical video was going to be, um, kind of like the next, like big thing. So I started producing mm-hmm. a lot of vertical video to put in my yes. portfolio, um, over the past like year or so. Um, I remember and, you started doing that early on. Yeah, and and you know, I like making content specifically for social media. And that's something Mm -hmm. that they're, they're looking for a lot of times. Everybody wants that. Yeah. A lot of times people are just looking to make, you know, like big budget commercials. And to be honest, that's not really what interests me. I like how like quick and reactive social media is, um, like less bureaucracy, like, uh, yeah, you know, just, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be like good enough to, to get it out. And it takes a, not a lot of big companies realize that yet. Um, this um, agile content is hard for these large companies to deal with. We've got the Burger Kings of the world on Twitter that do really well. The Wendy's, the Burger Kings, you know, you see the brands interacting uh, like Moon Pie interacts on Twitter really well. But now if we get that that content for big brands all around on social, like that's what people want to see. They want to see like the a, a real brand voice in one like singular person. Rather than, I mean, those like fake promotion tweets and buying followers, like nobody wants to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. But um, how'd you get hired at Energy? That's my question. Yeah, so I, I guess it goes back to last November. So um, I attended AF's SACC event um, virtually. And I ended up talking with Margaret Moore, who is um, a, a recruiter at Energy, and she really liked me. And we, you know, we hit it off. She was telling me about Flair, saying, "Oh, I think you'd be a great fit." Um, and so then I really started to research Flair. Um, and then, yeah, what you just is your first time mentioning Flair? Is sure. this the production part of Energy BBD in Chicago? Production and, and uh, they do like some content creation too. Honestly, I don't work for flair i just work specifically for energy on um, on the champion account but i mean the people that in flair do very similar stuff and work very closely with energy um but yeah so fast forward to this past spring um we were having an advasion event which normally we would be going to chicago um to tour offices but couldn't do that because of covid and um so we had speakers from a bunch of different agencies around the country. One of them happened to be um, Energy BBDO and Greg Morrison, who is the, yeah, the alum, senior, yep, senior account director uh, for Jack Daniels. Uh, he graduated from U of I. He's actually from my hometown. So oh, there um, you go, double double whammy. 
Yeah, and I met him in New York, I think, last year for SACC as well. Yeah, he was always chewing gum because they have the extra account. I remember yeah, he exactly. had the five gum and the extra. He's a good guy. He's like a yeah. global director now. Yeah, I know. He is, he's like yeah. a big. He's like a big deal over there. Yeah, he is a big deal. Um, super nice guy though. Um, and I was just really annoying on this call, and I just kept asking questions, and it got to the point. It's like Austin again. Like, what do you need now? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so. You know, I just kind of by bugging him enough, he like he knew who I was. And then by the end of the call, I was like, hey, you know, is there somebody I can talk to about content creation at Energy? I, w- I would love to just have someone look at my portfolio and pick their brain a little bit. Um, and yeah, so he ended up setting me up with uh, with some people in Flair. And that, you know, was just kind of networking. Nothing came of that. And then probably like a week or two later, um, I get an email saying that he recommended me for freelance like motion designer. Um, uh, what does that mean? Champion. Um, I mean, motion design is just like uh, what you've been doing. I mean, kind of. Um, it's pretty similar. I think my job would probably look the same if I was a motion designer, to be honest. Uh, they would mm-hmm. probably be working on the same stuff, um, but it's a little bit more like animation based and I mean, like moving graphics. I don't know how else to explain it. Sure, but, that's fair. Um, yeah, which is not really my forte. And to be honest, when I interviewed with him, I was like, you know, I'm teaching myself After Effects, but this is not my, um, you know, mm-hmm. niche. I, I do more shooting and, and editing. Um, and yeah. uh, but they still like my portfolio. They had me talk to a few people, and they ended up hiring me. Um, how long? And- how long did you do the freelance for? Give me the details on that. Yeah, so I started, like I said, the Monday after um, I graduated. And my original contract was only for like two weeks. Um, no way, really. Yeah, and then they just like kept extending me throughout. The, yeah, throughout I'm the sure. Um, That's crazy. You signed a two week contract. They just said, "Hey, we need you another two weeks. We need another two weeks." Yeah. yeah. Well, they ended up like they realized I wasn't going to get my first few projects done, so then they extended me the first time. Not a then, bad strategy, right there. I mean, well, <laughs> it wasn't on purpose, but it worked out. Yeah. Um, then they extended me again because they really liked what I was doing. And yes. Then, um, yeah. Then I ended up getting the offer. Uh, what were you doing like during your freelance? Like, were you doing like, were you going above and beyond? Like, how do you, what, what was it like in the freelance limbo world where you were, you wanted to work there really badly. They were still kind of testing the waters with you. What, what was that like the mentally now it's all hindsight. You got the job. Life is good. You don't even remember that, but Try to try to give us like paint the picture and like what you might have done to be successful during a freelance. Sure. So I mean, uh, it was definitely pretty like nerve wracking. Like the first two weeks, uh, there's just like a lot to take in, like figuring out, you know, like having like critiques and figuring out softwares and and like workflow communication, like all that stuff was very overwhelming on top of trying to produce stuff. So sure. Um, yeah, and, and and honestly, like at first I did feel a lot of pressure because I was like, if I don't perform, like this is not going to end very well. Right. Uh, and I, and I wanted to work there. So definitely a lot of pressure, but I think just like communicating and being honest um, definitely helped. And I had like have the best boss ever, um, you know, like listens to me and supports me and believes in me um, and, and trusts mm-hmm. me. And I would say that about a lot of the people that are like, that surround me in my job. That's great. Like, they're all really supportive and, and trust me to make good stuff. They're like, that's why we brought you on. 
we like the stuff you're making. So just do that for us. Oh, that's great to have. We love yeah. that. We will. I wish everybody in the world has that. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty so they supported, they supported you and then you, you, your confidence grew and that's what, that's what they hire you for. When you do those interviews, they see your portfolio and they hire you or you get the internship. You have to remember that's why they hired you and you need to be that person if not better, but don't rest on that, you know, go all in on your strengths that they saw in you in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, there kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, I was doing a lot of like motion design stuff at the beginning, which I mean, is what they hired me for, but, um, you know, like I said, I was upfront in the beginning and saying, that's not what my strong suit was, but now I was teaching myself and I, and I want to learn just, you know, might not be there right away. And, um, that wasn't like communicated like all the way through like the rest of the team. And so I kind of had a meeting with them and explained that. And they're like, all right, well then let's just pivot to what you're really good at. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. So that, that was it scary to do that. Um, honestly, a little bit, but at the same time, like I figured they were going to take it pretty well and, um, they were all for it. Like they ended up having me go to, uh, the store in Chicago to do a shoot. Um, so, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, like, it worked I'm, out. And they, they loved it. Like the client loved it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely like smart to, uh, kind of have that tough conversation, I guess you would say, because it, it benefited both parties in the end. What do you, where do you see yourself in the next two years? Do you want to pursue content creation? Like where do, what's the growth like? I, I'm not familiar with the hierarchy of a content creator chain of command, I guess. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would say that I am either, to be honest. Sure. Um. No, I know. I mean, social media is just kind of like such a new, um, like field. And I think, you know, like there's definitely, I don't know. I mean, I would like to, uh, eventually kind of oversee projects, um, in, in the production of, of social media for a few clients, but, um, mm. yeah. And I also, I mean, I still like to freelance on the side. I like to make stuff for myself as well. So I sure. stay busy. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. What advice would you have now for those looking to to break into content creation or advertising in general? Like you did it, you picked it apart a little bit, but knowing what you know now and you can talk to your freshman year self in college, what would you say to yourself? Um, well, I already said, um, you know, if you don't see opportunities, make them. I think that applies to lots of different projects, whether it was like, that public utilities internship that I got, Thursday Boots, um, even like finagled my way into uh, like working with like David Dobrik and Casey Neistat. No, you um, didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was just the craziest day ever. Um, what was that for Bumble? Yeah, yeah, that was when they when Bumble was on campus. Bumble was on campus. I don't remember why or how, and I remember everybody was like, "Get to the quad." David Dobrik's giving out free MacBook computers. So I like sprinted to the quad and then I didn't see him. And then I left and then I saw videos of Casey Neistat there and I missed out. So you tell me from your perspective, because my story is not interesting at all. Yeah. So I actually, I was not at that quad uh, event. I knew he was there, but uh, I think I was in class and That's my, good. Our, our friend, Michael Dietrich, he was mm-hmm. there. Um, he was one of the videographers that got asked to help with that. 
How um, did he get asked? I think there were some Bumble ambassadors okay. like, on campus, and I think he. I had a few friends, honestly, that that got that asked. Yeah, okay. um, and they just kind of like new Bumble ambassadors, like had classes with them. Yeah, or yeah. the girls. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So then he had like a uh, David Dobrik had a speaking event later that night, and I did not want to stand in like the two hour line um, to get in. So I was like, I'll just show up and and um, you know maybe say I'm like a photographer, videographer, whatever, and see if I can get in. And Michael showed up and did the exact same thing. Uh, we just happened to like bump into the right person and convinced him to, I think he was like the like moderator or something for, for David. And oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So where was this at? It was in, uh, it was in the uni. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, then we ended up like crossing paths with, with Casey and he asked us to help film. Oh my um, gosh. How and, crazy was that? Man. <laughs> Casey Neistat is such a big influence on me. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. Like a big I loved user. his vlogs growing up. Yeah, man. I loved his vlogs. Like introduced the world of advertising to me. Like the mm-hmm. campaign he did with like, you know, Nike, Samsung, EQ, Samsung uh, Mercedes-Benz. Like, Shout out to Santi Pochett. Uh, yeah. Santi's episode was great. Yeah, just listen he worked, to Yeah, he flew Casey on a drone. And you worked with Casey. What was it like working with him? Man, that... Casey, for one, that was like so surreal, but um, he was just like the nicest guy ever. You know, he was offering to, they, he, he brought, I don't know if he brought us up, but somehow we ended up in like the vlog squad's like green room. Um, and we got up there and Casey was like offering to grab us like drinks and food and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I was talking to him on the side and he was giving me advice and just talking about like what I wanted to do with my career and no way yeah, he was he's like the nicest guy ever so nice i'm glad you had that moment did he teach you anything um show you a little camera work i don't know if it was like teaching me anything but it was kind of just more like like be prepared for like you know advertising what you're about to get into it wasn't like a bad thing but just like yeah, be ready yeah no i'll cutthroat it so yeah um yeah, yeah so <laughs> I guess bringing it back. Um, yeah, just like make opportunities for yourself. If you don't have the internship you want, um, make opportunities. Um, another thing that I would say is uh, if you're trying to build a portfolio, like start small and start local. You know, I started my portfolio um, with like my business friend. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like word of mouth spread and, and um, friends and that hired me. Uh, the same way the public utilities place I worked at they, uh, you know, through word of mouth, I ended up doing a video for the city of Rockford. Um, so those are like great ways to kind of network and, and build a portfolio. With, you know, you don't need the biggest companies in the world. Um, no. You know, to to get experience and get paid. Love it. Yeah. Um, what else would I say? Um, I would say one thing I've struggled with quite a bit is uh, finding inspiration. And so I would say always look for, for new inspiration for your work and in your like creativity, you know, I, it's the worst when you're creative and you feel like you can't come up with anything new or every project you work on feels the same. So I would say, yeah, I imagine look in all corners of the internet, trying to find new um, creators or artists or um, really anything you think could inspire you and, and try to pull some of that into your own work. 
um, you know, whether it's like techniques or aesthetics, anything like that. Do you have any like um, resources that you follow pretty consistently that you want to shout out now? If you don't, that's fine. You can send me it after and I can link it on the Instagram. Anything at the top of them? Like you have anything bookmarked that you follow a lot? You know, I'm not, I'm not an avid reader. I, you know, like I said, I watch a lot of, of YouTube videos. Sure. Like who? Yeah. So, um, Daniel Schiffer, especially if you're trying to like shoot, um, Mm -hmm. product commercials in your house, I think Daniel Schiffer uh, really like revolutionized that for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was a really big influence on me to start with. Sure. Um, you know, Peter McKinnon, I think is great. My favorite creator right now is Spencer Miller. He is very well known for animating pictures. He's like a concert uh, photographer. Sure. And um, he's also worked with like Disney, like AMAs. Um, and that's been a huge influence on my work over the past year. Um, a photographer named Alan Pounder. I think that's how you say it. Um, hmm. Yeah, just like, you know, tons of different creators. I, I try to find you know, new techniques and styles that I can implement in my own. So um, great. Yeah. Okay, then we'll have to link those. So go to entering ad on Instagram and we'll have those all listed out and we'll let you think about some more in the meantime. Um, How can people reach out to you and do you want them to reach out to you? Yeah, definitely reach out to me. Um, I am I'm pretty terrible about using my LinkedIn, to be honest. Um, so what do you prefer? Yeah, so I would say probably like Instagram. Um, pretty active okay. on there. So and my my ad is AB Navicus. Um, yeah reach out to me shoot me a dm uh make a cool video and tag me in it i'll give it a watch um hey nice i like that and i love looking at people's portfolios and and you know speaking with like young creatives i speak at u of i a lot i even go back to my high school and speak so um any way that i can help i would love to so shoot your resume your portfolio anything you're working on to, you know, my way and I'll check it out. Perfect. All right, Austin. That's all I got. I love your story. You're going to do great things in energy and content creation and whatever you choose. So really proud of you and we'll be in touch. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.